Hey guys, this is uh, Dear Scooter. Uh, we're proud to present, Sleep With Me podcast is proud to present, Game of Drones presenting a Napcast. This is just a couple segments of uh, Game of Drones episode towards the end that you might not have heard. In about a 20 to 30 minute segment, perfect length, hopefully to take a nap to. Now it's nap season, Thanksgiving you might not need this nap cast, but maybe, uh, what is it, the cr- crazy uh, buying stuff Friday. You might need it Saturday, Sunday, whenever. Go ahead and tuck it away, you know, for a little mini hibernation, right? And uh, if this, you're randomly finding this, this is a little segment of the Sleep With Me podcast, the podcast to put you to sleep. You can find it on iTunes, on any podcast thingamajig. Or at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Good evening, everyone. This is Tommen uh, saying hello from the world of Westeros. And I think I, I don't think it's uh, it might be news to you, or I, mean, I'm not, I think it's official that I am, uh, I believe I am Prince. I could tell you I'm Prince Tommen. I think I. I think I'm Prince Orphazil, Lord Tommen, or Sir Tommen. I think I would like to be Prince Tommen. Well, I'm not sure. Joff said I was the Prince of Poop, Tommen, the Prince of Poop, which I did not like at all. And I, oh, and then he said, uh, you know, what did he say? Your Grace, I must call him Your Grace. And he said, call me Your Grace, you fattily baby face. And, that, and I, I looked at myself in the mirror. I said, he may be right. And, oh, oh. But, but, but oh, anyway, this is Tommen. Prince Tommen, Sir Tommen, Lord Tommen. It does not matter for the most important title I carry is the title of best friend of one Sir Pounce, the bravest cat in all the world, known from Westeros to... Other places, as the greatest cat who's ever lived, and the most bravest cat, as I've said, and the best friend a boy could have, of course. And we are here, still continuing, Sir Pounce in the Quest 08. Now, when we last left off, I, um, I don't know if it was when I went to the bathroom. When I have a, we used to have the room with the balcony, we were talking about that, and Sir Pounce was trying to explain to me this plucking of, but anyway... What happened was Sir Pounce was out in the woods, and he used his keen, keen sense of sound, hearing, they say, hearing. Oh, I'm watching Sir Pounce now, his ears are moving. It is one of Sir Tom and Lord Tommen's favorite things, to just watch my cat Sir Pounce when I know he's not watching me watch him. And I could see... He's resting, and then his ears move, and the, it's like his ears are little people. And they're looking around, they're saying, what's that over there? Oh, oh I'm moving my, I'm, I'm a ear person, I'm moving my head. Oh, is something over there? Like they're looking back, if, oh, 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 it makes me laugh so, and forget that Joff said his first act of king was to make me clean all of the chamber pots in the Red Keep. And I said, Mother, please tell me no. And she laughed at me and gave me that look. And she said, Your brother's king now, Tommen. So, uh, 
I need to, I don't have time for your blubbering. And um, so Sir Pounce was going for the quest of a to pluck a, a whisker, which he said it's not actual plucking of whiskers, it's for something else he does when he wrestles lady cats or some, I, he said, don't do it to your sister, I've told you that. Or to any, I said, uh, well, this that wasn't my sister. This was a couple days ago. I said, that was a scepter. She was young scepter, new, and fresh-faced, they said. And I said, uh, well, anyway, they said not to speak of it again, so I shout. So Sir Pouncey was in the woods, listening and smelling, and he sensed a river, for he was in the riverlands. And he came to a great river, and it was at the part of the river where it is neither rough nor placid. It was, and it was rocks. And Sir Pounce said, I think I'll have a cat now. I'm going to do a little Sir Pounce for you. I'll have a cat now. I'll have a cat now. I think I'll have a cat now. That's my Sir Pounce. <laughs> I, I only do it here, for I'm ashamed that I'll be hurt inside. In my feelings by someone for, for doing Sir Pounce, but he, his ear looked at me and said, Hey, what are you doing? You're not Sir Pounce. I'm hearing you over here, just like Sir Pounce inside this head. But anyway, Sir Pounce, he was at the river, and he said, I think I'll have a fish. And he watched the river, and he somehow his eyes, cat eyes, can see through the river. And even though Sir Pounce does not like the water, he loves the fish. And his paws aren't afraid of the water. So he was watching and walking and studying the movement of fish. And his cat, little cat brain was calculating the time it takes a fish to go from point A to point B. And what movement the fish will make and how would Sir Pounce pounce on the, on the fish. And just as Sir Pounce was about to pounce, he thought he heard in the distance a cry cry of a child, and his ear said, hmm, is that a cry of a child? And Sir Pounce said, I think it is, and he, his eyes looked across the river, and he saw a small hut, a small shabby hut, filled with a family in terrible, terrible straits. For this family, I don't know what was going on, he said the father had these boils, and the mother she, had, she said she was repulsed by the boils, and she moved away. And the children, they couldn't eat, and they were so hungry. They were crying, and their father was hungry. And Sir Pounce said to himself, Well, this isn't right, but this river stands between me and these children. And this, uh, I'm sure there's fish on the other side. And Sir Pounce started to jump from rock to rock, and the children sensed it. And they came out, and they watched as Sir Pounce leaped and slipped and leaped again and leaped from rock to rock. Now, some people will say, oh, that's not fair to a cat. This is like jumping from dragon's tooth to dragon's tooth on a living dragon, or like being Joff's brother. Both terrible, terrible things. But it's spending, or like you're spending an entire meal with Joff, and you never know when you're going to slip, and he's going to, you know, oh, oh, it is hard, so hard being Tommen. But I do have the best friend a boy could have. And so Sir Pounce main jumped and jumped and jumped. But he was so brave. Even when he slipped, he used his tail. And he even one time slipped and his little face got in the water. And he was scared. But he did not care. He kept going. 
and he got to the other side of the river, and he caught a fish, and he took the fish up, and he dragged it up to the children, and then he did it again, and again, and again. And then he pointed to the children with his nose and showed them how to build a fire. And the children cooked up the fish and nursed their father and supouts catch the fish every day. And they, um, the children got well and slowly the father's boils healed. And he got well as well. Now, the whole time this was happening, little did Sir Pounce know there was a lady cat watching. And some might say, she was a goddess. Some may say it was the mother. Some may say it was the maiden. We don't really know. Well, we do know this was the mother because Sir Pounce said he left some uh, baby kittens for the children to care for, which I don't know how how he got the baby kittens. But he said this woman cat came down and she said, you're quite the hero. And he said, uh, you're quite the beautiful cat. What do you call that color? It is stunning. And she said, I call it midnight gray. And Sabaoth said, I've never seen gray midnight before, but it makes my heart beat like a cat that's been crossing a river. And woman, I would cross the river and back again for you. Um, well, maybe I, I'm not sure I would, but, uh, you know, how do you feel about fish? And she said, you know how I feel about getting fish for children? and a boiled-covered man. And Sir Pounce said he plucked a whisker from that one and then left all her baby kittens for her to care for. But he said that was cool because she was a, the mother of God or whatever. And he had his little thing, and he said to the children, you know your dad gets those boils because when he was drunk on that moonshine, he fell into this patch. So here's where still is. Go ahead and burn it. And he said to the father, he slapped him a couple times with claw. He said, get your act together, man. And uh, they're going to have some cats to care for, but they're the goddess cat, so they should help you too. Go sell them in town, and uh, they'll fetch a pretty penny. And, and you might say, Sir Pounce, how could you do that? They were, weren't they? He, he said, Tom, and don't worry about the kittens. It's a story. It's true. But I'm a cat of legends, not a cat of... Uh, living in the Red Keep, running to my mother's and not, you know, uh, and, you know, peeing off of balconies. And I said, who do you speak of, Sir Pounce? And he said, oh, just a lost little child I met one time, far from here. And I said, there's another Red Keep? And Sir Pounce said, oh, yes, there is. And that, my friends, is the end of our tale, because uh, Sir Pounce is scratching the door because he wants to go out to do something and I'm not allowed to leave these gods, but it's weird. If I open the door, they'll let Sir Pounce out, but not me. And But they, they'll let, uh, they'll let uh, Joff come right in and do whatever he wants to me, so I don't understand what the gods are there for. Mother said they're there, so I don't hurt anyone or myself. But Joff's the one that hurts me, you know. But anyway, you can't hurt a man, a boy. Man, I almost said man one day. I will be a man. And uh, hopefully I'll be a much better man. I'll be a much better man because my best friend's about. And that is the end of my tale. Thank you for listening. Good day. Hey, guys, it's me praying in. Uh, sweet crone, lovely crone. Miller, Barky, Smith, Jester, 
uh, you know, I'm here in servitude, substrate, substration, prostration, um, not, not of any, no, no M strations like masturbation or menstruation, but, um, concentration, um, constant straight, constant stration or whatever that one is, is where I'm at. Consternation, I think it is God's. Yeah, I got a bit of that going. Um, here's, God, so let me just lay it all on the line. Last week I was, I wanted to catch you up uh, with all the stuff with the uh, Clegane, Bolton, Alderman. But now let's just lay it all, you know, let's put it out there, okay? Start a holy war by accident. And I need, really need you to lean on you. You know, I, I feel bad, but, but up until now, well, I guess there's been a crisis, a lot of crisis I've been trying to lean on you guys for. And I know you guys would prefer it if it came along when everything was good. You're like, hey, why are you praying when you want something? Well, I don't want anything so much as I want to avoid uh, George R. Martin's ire because I already messed up the jet season. And um, I didn't, I'm a, it, wasn't, it wasn't like I was one of those super fans as I get back to your writing because I didn't even need It was more like I'm worried about his health. So that was for him. But I'm sure it didn't make him happy with us having to destroy the jet season. And then this whole, but I know if he finds out about this holy war, he's going to go, he'd probably rip his beard right out of his face, gods, and throw away all his hats. And then we're when, where are we going to be? And that's a good question, when and where. So the situation is uh, uh, there's a new religion now called the Severed Souls. Based on... Um, I don't know, I got people, what do they call it when people go on the religious treks? Everyone's coming to the uh, shut-in city because they think it's some sort of, like, gathering place for people who have risen from the dead. They keep telling them, no, those people were almost dead. And they then they're like, oh, that's your, okay, let's sit down and hear your parable. And uh, then I tell them a story, but they take it. Like, it's exact opposite of my normal problem. I'm wanting them to take me literally, and they're taking me, like, metaphorically. And um, so they think, they like, the, I don't even know what they like about the religion. I said, you know, let's take these old people in. They're almost dead. You know, I don't care if you don't like your mother. Let's switch it up. This other lady can, if her son's sick of her, he'll take your mother. Kind of like, I know you don't got reality shows, gods, but it's like a, the show would be like Grandmother Swap, we'd call it, or Grandfather Swap. But usually the grandfathers, uh, you know, we have these things called garages. And it's a, They don't have them in Westeros. But I, anyway, you like swap grandmothers, not the families do. But we also had all those things in this uh, town with the houses, you know, to places to care for the older people. But then people people started saying that uh, I had severed the souls from, I don't even, I'm not, again, I'm not even sure of the lore of my own fake religion because I don't want to, I don't believe in it. But these people are calling themselves the severed souls are going to town to town saying that, that you can sever your soul from the, the, um, the some of the gods that don't do nothing the glory gods, they're calling them, which is, uh, and I guess this part, maybe some people have been listening to these podcasts. I don't know how. Barky, 
the podcast that pod the iPod I put for you is probably uh, how because someone took it and I now I know it's not you. But so they've been listening and they think that if they sever their souls from the father and the mother and the dead guy, the guys, and they just praise the crone and everyone. They, I like how they say, sweet, sweet crone, sweet, sweet crone. Like some of them, the monks of the severed souls, I think they call those, themselves a uh, skull something. I, I don't know, I'll think of it, but, um, so, but then they, then they're like the regular, New gods, it, it gets so confusing with these old gods and the new gods, the new new gods, the new god, the freaking fire god. You got the reaver gods. Um, you got we need more creative. That's why the good thing about the severed souls is you're just it's not the old gods or the new. It's you're in the severed souls. You've severed your soul from the father and the mother, and um, moved out to like make your way in the world. And I accidentally said, like, one of my parables, I was trying to come people, like, you need to make a speech. And I was like, making your way in the world today takes everything you got. You know, it's like, don't you feel people, you guys, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, doesn't taking your break from all your worries? You guys think, who thinks that would help a lot? Well, yeah. Is it, anybody else, like, wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes, don't you want you guys want to go where everybody knows your name? Where they're always glad you came. Don't you want to be where you can be? Some where troubles are all the same or something? You want to go where everybody knows your name. Uh, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. Um, I don't know what my point is with that, God, but uh, sometimes you're making your way in the world. To, I don't know. Uh, but that one turned into some whole thing. And... Uh, I don't know. I lost. I told the gods, I'm sorry. I lost myself in prayer there. Uh, but things have just been, um, let's see, old gods, new gods, severed souls, getting rid of the. So a lot of these, you know, these churches are pretty nice, the seps. And the people that live there and run those are pretty, you know, they got it pretty good. And most of the, um, we'll call them ruling class. I don't want to be labeling people. Uh, I mean, cause this label thing stick, obviously severed soul stuck and that's blowing up in my face. But so I don't know who got the idea to start going in these and battling with these people. But I said, I said, uh, I mean, it was some story I told about, oh, I can't even remember. What was it? I don't know, I think I was using, like, the game StarCraft as another storytelling device. And talk about the Zerg and the Protoss and the Terran and, um, uh, you know, Bloodfriar and um, uh, some of the other sayings. And they got all mixed up and they thought I was like, this was a battle plan. So, Severed Souls, this is a... Well, words of, words, six and Stones, I guess... Uh, break bones, but words can hurt hurt thee, because my words seem to be unintentionally. So these people are breaking into these saps and then uh, throwing the people. They say, "Do you know my name?" This is a place I want to go where everyone should, you know, right in the middle of like their services. Not that's not the thing I go for, guys. I'm a low profile dude. Again, if I would have had those boots, maybe I would have just quit. 
but there's not much we can do now. Um, the whole thing is, plus I'm on the whole, you know, remember the beginning of the season, I'm on just on a quest to glorify you guys' names. Now, the good news, Smith, is this no doubt is glorifying your name. And once we get this all calmed down, this confusion, uh, maybe Severed Souls will just be some, uh, you know, extremist uh, segment that's less, uh, um, you know, like work, work it back into the new God thing. And then they'll be like, this will be like your branch of priests and nuns or whatever, septs and septons, septas and septons. Uh, because they, you know, they since they're severed souls, they like swords and knives and whatever other stuff we stole. And maybe you've been donating stuff because you didn't, I don't know, maybe this is your move, Smith. I don't know if you're making a move. Oh, warrior, that's another one where the severed souls are against. They want to sever the war, you know, they hate the warrior. Uh, weird. They hate warlike people hating war. Uh, so I'm trying to get a lid on this, but I honestly, I guess I, like I'm trying to figure out these people love these sitcoms and cartoons from my youth. So I'm trying, I was going to try to rewatch Perfect Strangers. I don't know why. Like I figured the whole Balky Bartakamus and Larry. Um... But I need like I was, I was like I need a third person. I mean I know Perfect Strangers had some other characters, but for like the old gods, the new gods, and then the severed souls. So I don't know, maybe forty eight hours or trading, uh, was that trading places? I not think about it, gods. Um, but again, if you, if you could just like um, just break like George R. R. Martin's ability to get on the internet for a while. So that he doesn't, I mean, he's, I don't think he's going to catch wind of this anyway, but I just don't want him like being like, okay, I'm going to lock down here. Jet season's done. I'm going to write about 10,000 pages this week. And he starts getting into his um, fantasy zone, you know, where he imaginations. And they, he's like, oh, this, he's like, wait a second. When I left off here, the, how come what's with these bodies? Oh, how come the Acepta Baylor is on fire? What in the heck? And then he's going to start asking questions and they could be like, you know, that guy, he's got a podcast. We've been listening to it. And then George R. Martin's going to be, wait, wait, wait. You're listening to podcasts in Westeros? And then he's going to be mad at me. And I don't want him mad at me. I didn't mean to mess this all up. I did not mean to even create a fan fiction that would collide with real, fake, you know, his fictional universe. I was just trying to bring glory to your names, gods. And get those boots, maybe hook up with the maiden, or if uh, Grey Worm decides to be celibate uh, with uh, Miss, Miss, you guys don't know, that's coming up in a couple seasons, but, uh, um, or Khaleesi, but I, again, I don't think I can, I don't think, she, I mean, she's, she's out of my league, I think. And I'm not talking about looks or power or anything, it's just like, uh, um, I don't know. I like her. I mean, believe me, if she likes me, that's fine. That's great. I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a little intimidated. Maiden, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm more intimidated by you, Maiden, but, you know, love runs deep. And again, um, Maiden, I guess I should bring you in on this because obviously I didn't mention you earlier. Uh, in the religion, we're married and uh, in the severed souls and... Uh, they call, they call, they, and I'm like the, um, like Bacchanalian type God. I made this part, I guess I kind of made up, um, 
I call I call myself the lover, maiden and the lover. Um, and I told some stories about that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Like, obviously, uh, uh, but maiden, you should listen to the stories because I tell, only tell them after dark. It's called, I call it Severed Souls After Dark. After the kids are in bed, I say, hey, are you okay? Everybody gather around. This is, uh, you know, part of religion. You don't get an accept. This is uh, the lover talking tales of his time with the maiden and many other ladies and uh, lady-like creatures of Westeros. And they tell tales like that, maiden. So you've probably been listening. You know how it is. You know, I know you like how I kiss that up. But what do we call that? The crook of your neck, but it's got a more romantic thing, I call it. Your nape. You know, I'm a nape lover, maiden. You know, your ivory, crimson, uh, sweet, olivey, ebony, greeny nape. That nape of all colors. Um, I love nuzzling your nape. What can I say? And the rest of the gods, you know, Mitt Crone. Your nape, no, uh, I love you, crone. And uh, so, gods, I don't know what to say. I just need some help down here. Getting a handle on this religious war spread to about, um, uh, I'm trying to get some crows to find out how far it's spread. And uh, I don't even know who's in charge of Westeros, like what part of this age I'm in. So I gotta get I gotta get back to work, guys. I'm sorry for messing all this up. So I'll be back soon to to try to fix I'm fixing stuff. But again, this just might be, you know, just a bump in the road for bringing glory to all of you. Maybe this is gonna be the new thing. Severed souls. Uh, maybe this was my intention all along. I should have just thought it through before I started, because I did say I want to glorify you above the other gods. Let's see how it goes. I just don't want to mess up the story for George R. R. Martin and have him mad. Or Matt Weiss and Benny off. They, whoa, I didn't even think about that. And the show and then everyone on the show. Oh, wait, you guys don't want it. That's just like a, a historical reenactments we're talking about. All right, guys, thank you so much. This is your uh, um, servant in servitude and praise. And unintentional uh, crusade-like situations checking out. Thanks. Good night, gods.